Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Cleo Nash, the Executive Director of the Independent Shopkeepers Association, as well as Paige Beal, owner of local shop Tulips in Norman. And I'm so glad you guys are both here with me today. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and start with some introductions. Cleo has been on this podcast before in the thick of the shutdown of the pandemic. She is the executive director of the Independent Shopkeepers Association, which is a 501c6 nonprofit organization for local shops in the state. Since the launch of the association in January 2020, ISA has grown to 70 members statewide, playing a key role in supporting and advocating for local shops in Oklahoma City. Prior to ISA, Cleo worked closely with local shops for seven years, including through the management of the holiday pop-up shops in Midtown, which we all know and love, and we'll get to that in a minute as well. She also worked for the City of Oklahoma City's Public Information Office for five years. Clea was born and raised in France, and we are so lucky to have her in Oklahoma City since 2011. And Paige, you're here with us today, too. You have owned Tulips Home and Gift, as well as Tiny Tulips and Norman on Campus Corner for about eight and a half years, which is such a fun, both of those stores are just such fun places to go shop. She grew up in Norman and loves being able to provide a place of happiness and easy gift giving to the city, and it shows. We're so grateful to have you both here today. And Paige, you are also a single mama to your four-year-old son, and of course, he is just the other joy of your life. I'm sure a little bit before the store, but we know how that goes when you own a business as well. So I'm going to ask just a broad question to get us going. What interested you both about local retail and why do you think local business is important? And I'd love to start with you, Paige. Okay, so I was so lucky. My mom bought um, a local store in Norman when I was in high school. So she stayed home with me forever. And then whenever she decided to do this new adventure, it was so fun. I got to work there in high school and in college when I was growing up. And I just like instantly loved the connection with all of the customers. And I'm such a people person. So getting to like talk to people and help them and all of that just really filled my soul. Um, I also love to shop. So it kind of just works out perfectly for me. Um, and it just fell perfectly into place when I was graduating college that the owner of Tulips was looking to sell. Um, and so it's really just like a fate thing. I was able to buy it right out of college. And um, so this has been my gig since I graduated and I feel so blessed. I love it so much, like the connection with the customers and getting to buy things that I think people will like. It's just very fulfilling. And I just love making a little corner of Norman kind of unique, you know, it's fun. All of those things show. If any of our listeners has been to either of your stores, I feel like that's the feeling you get when you come in, that the enjoyment and that warmth and hospitality um, is really there. It's present even in the merchandise that you pick out. Well, thank you. I love it. I love getting to know my customers and their lives and more, even more sometimes than them coming to shop. I just love getting to know yeah. people. But <laughs> That's awesome. And Cleo, how about you? Well, from, well, thanks. Um, thanks for having us um, on this. We're super excited to be here. Um, for me, I, you know, like you said, I grew up in France and so kind of like growing up, you know, every day, whatever you needed, you had to visit a local shop wherever, you know, whether it was like 
bread or um, cheese or, you know, even a light bulb. There was a light bulb store across the street. So whatever you needed, there was this independently owned retail shop across the street or within a two block radius that you visited and you knew these people. And that was kind of, you know, the foundation of community there were those shops and those people in your everyday life. Um, and then I moved to California for a few years before making my way to Oklahoma City in 2011. And I didn't really find that sense of community again until I started working with these shops um, and visiting them through the holiday pop-up shops. That's kind of how I got involved with them. And that kind of came full circle. Um, and I realized the passion I had for these shops. Um, I don't think I could be a shop owner myself. I'm not creative enough. Um, I'm much more of a behind the scene person. Um, but I really wanted to have a role in their success and in supporting them. And that's kind of what led to the creation of ISA and what we do now. I love the way you put that, kind of like the foundation of community. And I never really thought about it that way, but it totally is. It's local shops are the flavor of our city. Mm -hmm. And definitely the foundation of community. Paige kind of mentioned that in not so many words, just talking about how you get to know your customers coming in the store and you get to see what their lives are like, um, why they're buying what they're buying. There's always like some, some meaning behind everything. So well put. I love that. And Cleo, the last time we talked, you, uh, we, last time we talked with you, we discussed the lucky timing of ISA being established right before the shutdown from COVID-19. And we've seen the long-term impact of the shutdown on so many local businesses. ISA recently released their state of retail study, which graciously was sponsored by Price Edwards. This census of sorts breaks down data from retail shops statewide and compares economic impact year over year. I'd love to go over a few of the key points from that study, one being that local shops saw their revenue jump by more than 19% on average from last year, largely bringing them back above pre-COVID levels, which is so positive and encouraging to hear. I'm sure we can all imagine why the increase year over year occurred, but I'd love to hear from you and what you saw in the study from all the factors at play. Yeah, um, you know, the last time we did speak was about this time two years ago in 2020, um, and we thought we were having the weirdest year ever. Uh, and it kind of in a weird way turned out that 2021 was even weirder, um, not in such a negative way, in a surprisingly positive way for these shops. But, you know, to go back, you had 2020 where on average these shops closed for about two months in the spring. And then the rest of the year was kind of a struggle to slowly get back to, you know, make up for those losses. And then you had 2021 with early spring um late winter the vaccine rolled out and then it just all exploded because you had this combination of cabin fever people having some extra money to spend um and then you know you had this newfound passion for local shops that came during the pandemic um i always say it's kind of ironic that the shop small movement tried to argue for decades that it was important to shop local um but it didn't click with people until the closures and they couldn't go out within their communities and they realized how important these local shops were. Um, so this, there was this newfound passion for it. And also people, you know, had been stuck inside shopping online for a year. And so, you know, they could still do their, you know, little purchases for necessities online, but for other things, they really wanted to seek out community um, and being out 
experiencing things. Um, and um, as fun as a trip to Target is, you don't really experience much other than buying things you don't need to be buying. Um, so, you know, they really, you know, were seeking these local shops even more than before. Um, and they were not only shopping like pre-pandemic, they were like shopping twice as much, making up for that last year. Um, so you saw these 2021 sales just exploded to where they all were about 20% higher than um, 2020 and, you know, higher still than 2019, um, which makes it really hard now in 2022 when you have some new ripple effects of the pandemic, like inflation, to gauge where these businesses are at. Um, I think it's really hard for shop owners right now to see, am I doing okay? Because really the last normal year everyone had was 2019. And that's what we should be comparing things to almost rather than 2021, which had this, you know, um, doubling of shopping compared to 2020. Um, so it makes it really complicated for everyone to know where they're at um, on top of all of the challenges that we're seeing now. But I think we definitely saw um, how strong these local shops were last year when they saw growth of 20%, which, um, you know, I'll probably go into it a little bit more later, but was much higher than the rest of national averages. Yes. And Paige, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of these things firsthand in your store as well. How do you feel like you're currently comparing to, as Cleo mentioned, the last normal year in 2019? You know, yeah. So post COVID was so interesting. Like I feel like all nationwide, I mean, especially in Oklahoma, people will just really actually appreciated their small businesses way more. We were going out of our way to do anything we could to stay open. You know, we, my mom and I would take turns coming up here and just like posting on Instagram. And then we would deliver like for several hours around Norman. So I think it really opened people's eyes to like how much we are willing to do for the community and how much we want to be here. Um, and then now, yeah, comparing to last year was amazing. Last year was the best year we've ever had. It was so grateful, especially coming off of COVID. It was like, okay, all of that was worth it. Everything we did, um, was for a reason. So that was really encouraging. Um, I am very lucky though. We are pretty comparable to last year right now. So I'm feeling very grateful that, um, our numbers are still doing well. I'm, so happy that um I don't even want to look at 2019 I'm like let's just try to compare it to 2021 and keep growing from there um hopefully that's that's where my head's at um Clay is much more of a numbers person um clearly her whole save retail is so impressive but I am just trying to stay positive and hoping that we're just going to keep growing I know there's talks of inflation and whatnot and we'll get there but for now you know, that's who I am. I'm just like, let's just keep going. Um, there's no reason to stress too much. We'll just keep powering through what we're doing. So I'm feeling very positive right now, um, leading into December, which is insane. <laughs> How is it December? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes. I'm so glad to hear that from somebody who's in it day to day too, that you're feeling very positive, that you are comfortable even to last year. That's outstanding news. So, so, so fun. Well, and like you two both mentioned, you can't, turn a corner without reading current events about, you know, warnings and the threats of inflation. Um, I'd love to know how you see that affecting or how has it already affected local business? Um, and Paige, we'll start with you. Are you starting to see any effects of inflation threats in your own shop? 
So I would say it's more just like all of my products that I already buy are going up in price. So that's been a struggle because one thing I really try to do is keep prices low in my store. Um, I actively am like, okay, I'm sure that could be sold for more, but like, that's not what I want to do. I want to keep prices as low as possible. Um, but when things are coming in, like the other day I had a pitcher come in that was $13 more cost. I'm like that drastically changes how much I can sell it for. And, uh, I hate that because then the customers are like, what? That was just blank amount of money. So I, luckily not everything is that big of a jump. It's usually just a couple dollars, but I think that people need to remember it. Like, unfortunately that's not our doing that's manufacturers. It's really hard to keep costs low when things are going up in price. So we're still doing our best, but like if you see a candle that used to be $25 is now $28, then that's, we're sorry. <laughs> we're doing our best, but, um, it's kind of, sometimes people will be like, oh, you can get this on Amazon for 25. I'm like, you guys, we work our booties off. Like I said, in the state of retail to try to get things in store. So you can just walk in and get it. We will gift wrap it for you. So I just want people to remember that if things are just a couple more dollars. It's because we have to pay for lots of shipping and for all of the things that um, Amazon does not have to, but you're helping local businesses and humans like me versus Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yes, things are going up, but we're doing our best to keep prices low. And the uniqueness, I will say, of some of the local shops, especially yours, it just can't be found on Amazon. So why not support local <laughs> and get something a little bit more unique as well? Yes, um, obviously I'm biased, but I, I do, I agree with you totally. Cleo, I'd love to hear um, what you're seeing on a broader scale, um, if there are any dif differences as far as threats of inflation from um, Metro versus rural, um, kind of what, what did you see when you're putting together the state of retail? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to align a lot with Paige's personal experience. You know, we saw that on average, um, shops expenses have risen by um, a little bit over 20% um, in metro areas, so higher than in rural areas. Um, and that's, you know, like Paige said, that's the cost of products they're purchasing, but that's also everything else that they have to pay for. Um, and you know, they don't sell in bulk, so their margins, they have to make enough to pay the bills. Um, and there's only so much of the margin you can take away when these products are being more expensive every year without having to raise your own costs, or it's just going to lead to your business closing. Um, it's just simple math. Um, so you have that aspect of it. And then also you have the customers, which, you know, we've done, ISA has done surveys from Oklahoma City customers um, and as of, I think, a month ago, most of them said they were going to be shopping the same this year, um, which is really great to hear and very encouraging. But, you know, shopping the same this year when their expenses, these shops expenses are 20 percent higher. At some point, that doesn't balance out as much. Um, and I think it's mainly the talk of inflation that's causing a lot of anxiety. And these customers are looking more and more for a deal um, because, you know, they want to be more mindful of how much they're spending when really we're only talking about a couple dollars a lot of time. And I think, you know, just like um, Paige was saying, maybe the deal isn't about these few extra dollars. Maybe the deal is you're shopping at a local shop, you're getting a much better quality product, 
you're getting actual customer service that is there to help you. Um, and you're helping put food on these people's tables. The shop themselves, all of their employees, who hopefully at some point will become future small business owners themselves. Um, these shops are working not just for themselves, but for the community to beautify it, to help our economy. And so, you know, I think we just have to ask ourselves, do we want to put food on their table or on Jeff Bezos's table? I think he's got a very large table with all of the food he needs. Um, and, you know, we are coming off of elections. So there's been a lot of talk about voting. And I think past these midterm elections or any election we ever have year round, the way we can really vote is with our dollars. Every money that we spend is casting a vote for what we want our cities to look like. So when we go spend those dollars with our small businesses, we're actually making a difference within our community and what our business landscape looks like. Is it going to be strip malls and national chains and all of online shopping? Or is it going to be all of these small businesses growing and actually giving back to our community? They're the ones putting on events for us. They're the ones giving back to nonprofits. Um, Amazon and Target don't do that. So I think those few extra dollars are way worth it when you look at the big picture and how it impacts um, our economy. Absolutely. And well said. Um, we've talked about some of the profit numbers year over year. Um, and as Paige mentioned, hopefully very positive and, and just up from last year rather than comparing to 2019. But Cleo, I'd be interested in to hear some other really positive or interesting points you found after putting together the study. Anything that surprised you or really stood out as something you want to project you want our listeners to know about? Yeah, um, I think it's important to kind of go back um, for a little bit of context. Before 2020, when we published our first data retail, there was no data on local retail. Um, there was just nothing out there. So it was an issue because one, shop themselves couldn't really benchmark themselves um, and their business. They couldn't know, you know, am I doing well compared to the average because there was no average out there. Um, so that was one of our first goal and why we did that. But also when we're advocating for them, you know, I can spend all day just shouting from the rooftops that it, it's important to support them and that they're just as important as, you know, big box stores, but without numbers to show it, there we really wasn't, it was a losing battle. Um, so that's why we started putting it together. Um, and it's one of my favorite projects because it's very satisfying when what you've been you know, suspecting for years is actually true. And these shops have a huge impact on our economy. You know, we always think of them as the underdog, but they're really not. Um, collectively, they have a massive impact on our economy. Um, so a few of the numbers that jumped out to me and made me smile when I was writing this was one, their sales per square foot is much higher than Dillard's and it's actually comparable to Macy's. So you're like, okay, well, Macy's is much bigger than a local shop, but how many Macy's do you have in Oklahoma compared to how many local shops do you have in Oklahoma? So again, co again, collectively, they have a much bigger impact than these national giants that we see as, you know, the people actually making a difference when these local shops are the one making a difference. Um, and then to go back to, you know, the growth that they saw in 2021, when I was saying it was 20%, um, the National Retail Federation came out with how much retail as a whole grew in 2021 compared to 2020, and it was 14%. And then Target was actually at 13.2%. So our shops 
did better um, in 2021 than Target um, percentage-wise in growth. Um, the Actually, the only one I could find that was pretty comparable to our local shops was good old Amazon that was at 22% that year. So, you know, that really, this study proves that our local shops, they're not just cute, they are very cute, but they're not just cute and good for the community in this abstract way. They actually have a huge impact on our economy. And we need to, as a community, and also for legislators and decision makers, we need to recognize their value and treat them as equal. Um, to these big box stores that we're always seeking out uh, and giving benefits to um, because they're not inferior to them. Collectively, they're actually more than equal. So um, those are some of the few things that, some of the few aha moments from collecting that data that um, I'm going to be spewing out all year long whenever I have a meeting. Because it's, you know, it's not what people expect, but that's the reality of it. It's very impressive when you put it in that scale, because that's not what people are just automatically thinking off the top of your head. When you're actually measuring and putting those two side by side, that is extremely impressive. Mm -hmm, definitely. And Paige, you are the chair of ISA's board. As you were going through this um, study, what stood out to you or what resonated with you from your perspective? Honestly, I... Cleo, excellent job. The whole thing is just beautiful. First of all, I love, I love each year. She just gets better and better at it. Um, but it's just so fascinating being able to compare like mine versus other people. Like she was saying, we've never been able to do that. Like um, my friend blush right next to me, we always talk numbers and percentages and all of those things. Um, but again, like we're also very different stores. Like she's a clothing store. I'm a home and gift store. So our, our markets are different this time of year. I'm really busy where she's not very busy. Um, as you know, just all of those different things. So it was really fun to just get to get to compare all of the things that I think about to different shops, rurally and in the Metro, um, makes me feel good to know that you're either in the middle or on the top compared to, you know, just all of the above. It's just good and encouraging. Um, and yeah, the fact that we bring as much, like she was saying, like, that's just so impressive and something that I would have never known. And everybody else would never even think of comparing the fact that we sell more per square footage is just wild. So glad that um, Cleo worked so hard to get that knowledge out there and um, is such an advocate for us small business owners because we're doing our best out here. And it's really encouraging to have people in your corner um, when people just think, you know, they're cute little small business. So thank you for all that you do. <laughs> Well, and the, the importance of small business cannot be understated. For our listeners, go back and listen to my interview with Cleo in 2020, where we talked about some of the national impact on employment, on economic value, on advancement of communities um, because of local business. So it's not just the Macy's and the Targets that are really forwarding economic value of a area. It is the people behind these small stores that collectively are making a huge impact. And so saying it that way does make it very, very clear. Um, but that's not to say it's not without its own challenges. We of course discussed inflation in and out, but everyone's you know, going through an employment crisis right now. Um, there's just day-to-day -day things that add stress to shop owners. So I'd love to hear from both of you about some of the biggest challenges and obstacles of owning and running a business. And Paige, since you're in it every day, let's start with you. 
Yeah. Um, I would honestly say the hardest part is just wearing so many hats. Um, it's not like I have a different person doing each job. Like really I'm looking over everything. I do all the paperwork. I do all the books. I do all the hiring. I do. And luckily I have my girls do the social media. Um, I'm very blessed because my store is on campus corner in Norman. So I have, um, a lot of college girls that want to work here, which is such a blessing. So luckily employment is not something that I struggle with just because, um, there's a college right there and they all need jobs. Um, but I will say another thing that I, um, just feel very lucky is that I do get to employ all these college girls. And I, I kind of look as not just like a boss to them, but like more of like a, a mentor and get to like help them navigate through college and life. Um, so that's one thing that I really love. Um, but I used to have a manager. I had managers for the first like five years and, um, my last one quit actually like her last day was like January of 2020, which is honestly such a blessing. <laughs> um, so I did not have to pay someone's salary during COVID because that would have been another stressor. Um, but ever since then, I was kind of just like, well, I guess I can just do it. I don't really need a manager. But there are days where I could use another me to just respond to emails because that's something I um, really stink at. So I would say overall, it's great, but it's, it is a lot of work that people don't really think about. Like people will come in and be like, do you have this? I'm like, oh no, I didn't realize we were out of that. I got to get that ordered, you know? So it's just really um, staying on top of everything and making sure that customers are happy and my employees are happy and that I'm sane. <laughs> well, and one thing I hope you don't mind me mentioning that you didn't is just natural disaster when it strikes your store. Yes. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, last year we um, had a fire on top of everything. So we survived COVID. Um, and in September of last year, my baby store had a fire. So we were closed there for about eight and a half months. Uh, yeah, you just never know. I don't suggest a fire for anybody. A retail fire really don't suggest. Um, was quite a journey, but I actually look at it now in kind of a positive outlook. Like I never would have remodeled over there or changed things. Um, so it was really a chance to kind of start fresh and make it more my personality because I'd never remodeled since I bought it. So it was a quite unfortunate event, but it's very cute now. So if anyone needs a baby gift, Tiny Tulips is very cute now. <laughs> love it. And I love your positive attitude about what is something that could be very weighty for, for most of us. Thank you for walking us through that. Um, Clea, what have you seen from businesses that you've talked with and worked with? What are some primary challenges that they're facing? I think just like Paige said, we didn't talk about what we were going to say beforehand, but just wearing so many hats um, that, you know, that was an issue that we saw when ISA was created. And that's why part of what we do is continued education because they have to be their own accountant and, you know, um, know everything about HR and managing people and do social media. And that changes every day. Um, so we help with that, but it also feels like, you know, as a result of the pandemic, there's even more hats to wear. Um, you know, customers shopped a certain way before, and now they expect small businesses to be online. Um, and that takes, you know, dozens of hours every week just to keep your website updated, keep the inventory um, right, and then ship everything, package it. Um, so just for that, that's a new hat that they're expected to be wearing and add on top of everything that they're doing. Um, and then a lot of people still want to do curbside, so they still have to run out and deliver things. 
And then people obviously want to be back in stores and they want more events and community things. So their play has shrunk because they have less staff for most of them. But what's on their plate is even bigger than before. Um, and I think, you know, we are still seeing a lot of them struggle with staffing, especially as we're heading into the holiday season. They just can't hire enough help. And when there's not employees to do it, they have to do everything themselves, um, which can be very overwhelming. And I think what we've seen with um, quite a few shops after the pandemic, it was like, oh, they made it, but they're completely burnt out. Um, and really, they get their energy from interactions with customers. So I think the more we show up for them, the more they can um, come back from that burnout and feel like they're part of the community and heading in the right direction. Well said. Uh, it's so hard to be able to have to be a one man shop. And it seems like that is the underlying tone right now is that you're just everything to everybody. Um, so I hope we do show up this year again for our local shops. One of the biggest projects ISA tackles every year, and my favorite, is the Midtown Pop-Up Shops. This year, the shops are open Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, starting November 25th and running through December 18th. Clea, would you run us through some of the returning favorites and maybe some new shops as well? Yeah. Um, so if everyone went last year, you know, we kind of changed the format after we did something completely different during COVID, which was right after we met the last time. Um, so now we're able to have tents and domes, which means even more shops. Um, and we extended the layout again this year to have um, a few more shops. So um, everyone will be able to come out and get their Christmas tree from the Bishop John Carroll tree lot. Um, I always advise people to do it the very first weekend because they sell out uh, very quickly. We will have Katie Bugs hot chocolate and the big friendly beer, depending on what mood you're in. Um, and then the shops, we have even more shops than before um, and some new shops that have never been there. Um, we're adding some book vendors. We're adding some new um, kids vendors where there's tons of clothing options, some men options because they're so hard to shop for. Um, so what we do every week, the shops rotate and we try to have shops for everyone on your list each weekend so that you can come out all four weekends and it's easy for you to get gifts for everyone on your list without having to go to a crowded mall or, you know, um, aimlessly scroll through pages and pages of online shops where you don't really know what you're looking for. Um, so it's going to be a very exciting year. We'll have Santa's going to come back out. We're doing pictures with Santa the last weekend. Um, we have um, our top shopper VIP events that are coming back on Thursday evenings. If you want a little bit of a um, more... VIP experience where you get to have a glass of wine and shop without um, everyone else there and get a preview. And yeah, all the favorites are going to be back. It's being put together right now and opening very soon. So we're excited to get to see everyone again. Yes, we're so excited to shop. It's so much fun every year. And I love visiting the Tulips tent. Paige, what are you most excited about for the pop-ups this year? Love it. It's like one of our favorite weekends of the year. It's so fun. We have honestly people in the shop lately been like, are you guys going to the pop-ups this year? What weekend are you there? So it's so fun that people like know we'll be up there. Um, being in Norman, I do have quite a few OKC customers. So it's really fun for them to not have to drive to Norman and get to just come see us there. Uh, we're in a dome this year. So I love um, getting to 
I have some fun ideas for what we're going to decorate it for this year. Um, I think this is like our fifth year or something like that. I don't even know, but we love it. And each year just brings us so much joy. Cleo does a great job of making it feel cozy for everyone and giving us hand warmers and all of the above. <laughs> it's just so fun to be up there. Everybody's just in the best festive mood. So we look forward to that every year. And it's fun too, because we usually um, blush is our neighbor here, Norman, and we always do the same weekend. So we can be like, come to Norman and see both of us right next to each other. So the two of us really enjoy getting to do it together too. So all around, just love the pop-ups. Can't believe it's already here. It's going to be great. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yes, and I'm sure, so Paige, I'm sure you see every year, whether you're at market or you're just watching what customers buy, you can kind of pick up on some trends of what's popular. Do you have any predictions on popular gifts for this holiday season? It's so funny because sometimes the stuff that we take to pop-ups is like not even really stuff that we sell in the store. It's um, lots of like silly things. Like last year, I think one of my most popular things was like this subversive sponge set and I had cuss words on it. So random, but people loved it. I sold out like day one. Um, but this year, I feel like people are really into colorful Christmas. Um, that's kind of been a trend the last several years, but this year even more um I have a ton of these cute little like waving Santas that I know we've already sold out of so I have more coming specifically for the pop-ups so just really fun little things like that and then of course I'll have a lot of like the staples that we have in the shop too so people can get an idea of what tulips is but it's really fun getting to be like come see the pop-ups we only have this here so um special you know so just lots of fun gifty things at low price points and some silly things for those types of people on your list. Love that. Cleo, is there anything you see at the pop-ups every year that's especially popular? Um, and then I'd love to know from both of you, what's on your own holiday wish lists this year? <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's really funny because shops will bring something that was really successful the year before, and then it's something other very random that people gravitate towards. Um, and all of these shops go to market earlier in the year buying things specifically for the holiday pop-ups. So that's what also makes it so special is when you come, you're seeing things they don't have in their store um, and you get to discover a whole new set of products that's just at the pop-ups. Um, so I'm always surprised by what's popular um, and I'm always very excited to try to guess what it's going to be, but we will be posting sneak peeks of what the shops are bringing the week leading up. Um, so you can follow us on OKC pop-ups on Instagram and try to see through the stories and pictures what you're going to call dibs on. Um, I buy everything. Um, it's an awful, awful job I have because I spend every day out there and end up buying all of the things. Um, Always the first weekend I buy clothing to last me the rest of this season. Um, and that seems to be, you know, everyone on the first weekend isn't necessarily in gift buying and still treating themselves. Um, so clothing always does very well the first um, week. And then I just talk to the shops and see what they selected. You know, I want to see what they thought was going to be a great item um, for gifts. So I let them guide me on what to buy every year. I love that. Well, and it's so fun, like you said, to kind of let them guide you because it's maybe something you wouldn't have picked out and it ends up being the perfect gift for someone or it is a situation, like you said, like one gift for my husband and one gift for me and one gift for my mother-in-law <laughs> and one gift for me. But that's why you love the pop-up shop. So there we go. <laughs> 
So I'd love to know how we as a community can support ISA and support the holiday pop-up shops. Uh, Clea, let's start with you. Well, um, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, support our mission by shopping local this holiday season. Um, I think it really, one of the things with the holiday pop-ups that Paige mentioned a minute ago is how happy everyone is there. Um, and it really brings that Christmas shopping experience that you won't find at a big box store or at a mall. You know, it's kind of that, it's cheesy, but that Hallmark movie feel um, is what we go for. And all the customers are so excited to be there. The shops are so happy and it's just a very positive environment. So I encourage everyone to come out to the holiday pop-ups. Um, we do have, like I said, top shopper passes at okcpopups.com slash top shopper. Um, you know, the pop-ups is ISA's biggest fundraiser of the year. So we've added this little preview night where people can purchase um, tickets and it's only $30 and it gives you access for three different preview nights with a drink and you get to um, shop with your friends and just enjoy the atmosphere without anybody else there. Um, so that's a huge way to support the pop-ups, but really just showing up and buying from these shops and making sure that they're part of our community next year again and then for isa just shop local year round um and tell your friends you know word of mouth is the biggest um tool to help local shops when it comes to marketing so if you find a cool shop at the pop-ups tell your friends about it and go visit their store the rest of the year um and we also have um if you want to support isa directly you can donate to isa or we have community memberships for people that are not shop owners themselves but support our mission um and you can find all of that at isaok.org support awesome Paige, how can we as a community support you your stores or any last thoughts that you'd like to leave us with about retail love it yeah kind of like Cleo said, we definitely didn't talk before, but we're very in sync on our answers. Um, just really coming to the pop-ups and taking the time to look at all the shops. It's a lot of work to completely move, like basically make a new store at the pop-ups. It takes several days and a lot of hours. And um, so for people just to like take their time while they're there and actually enjoy and appreciate all that the pop-ups are, we are making another store in the middle of a field. So just acknowledging that and coming and shopping and, um, but yeah, really just go to local shops. My, my mom and I, we always do, um, our holiday party. We like play dirty Santa with all the girls, but we buy all the gifts. And so we always go around town and we try to buy gifts from all the local shops. Um, just, I mean, it's fun for us too, because we're always in our own little bubble here. So to get to go see the other shops too, it's kind of like our chance that we get to go shopping, um, all the store hours are like the same so we don't get to do it very often but just shop local do your best to um, not buy everything from big box stores online um, and another thing is like Black Friday is one of my biggest days of the year so I think to remember that when you're if you're a big Black Friday person there are small businesses doing that too giving discounts. So if you're a person who's like big discounter, um, like look at the local shops in your city too, and try to go to their back black Friday sales, um, and a small business Saturday, all the things everybody does that weekend all around, all of us are working our booties off. So come to the shop. Um, and yeah, just, it's so happy. This time of year is really what we work. We work so hard to make it 
to where you can come in, get a gift for anybody on your list. We will wrap it. You can put it under your tree. It is done. So just remember that um, the, the availability of gift wrapping and all of that is, I think, is something that um, is not to take for granted. I mean, take advantage of it. You know what I mean? We are willing to do that. It costs us money, but we're willing to do it because it's um, just something that puts us above Target and Macy's and all of that. So really just thank you guys for the people that do support local businesses and just continue to do so. And hopefully we'll see a lot of new faces at the pop-ups this year. Thank you both so much for being here and giving us a little peek into retail daily life, into statewide, um, state of retail. I just have loved talking with both of you, being educated on what is going on and how our dollars can truly impact our community um, in a much more uh, thoughtful way than just you know, stopping into any big box store. So thank you so much. And thank you for all of you listening today. We hope you continue to be advocates in our community for local business. To learn more about the State of Retail Study, visit isaok.org. And of course, mark your calendars and plan to shop at the pop-up shops this year, starting November 25th. You can find more about Paige's shop, Tulips, uh, by visiting their social media, which is just beautiful. All the things they post, I just need. So <laughs> beware, but also give them a follow. And join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.